up, we thought food was only something that could be enjoyed. And really, there's nothing wrong with that. But here's the thing. So much of life happens in the kitchen. It's a place to gather, to laugh, to burn your meatloaf while the kids do their homework at the kitchen island. So if life is happening in the kitchen, that's where we want to be. It doesn't have to be so hard. We can be great dads and great cooks. This show is about us trying to figure it all out. I'm Chris. And I'm Phil. Welcome to Dad's Kitchen. Happy Sunday, Phil. Is it a happy Sunday? Oh, yeah. I'm pretty happy. Do you guys have a, a good day uh, ending your weekend together as a family today? Yeah, this is pretty uh, uneventful, I suppose. Where are we going with this? Today's not Sunday. I don't get it. I'm lost. Just trying to mix it up, Phil. Just trying to mix it up. H- happy Tuesday to you. Happy Tuesday. You could have just led with that because we are mixing it up with recording on a Tuesday. Like, this is new territory for us. It is. It is. Uh, but it is It is a day of the week, and so is Sunday. So, happy day, Phil. Happy day to happy, you. Happy and day. if you really want to mix it up, Chris, I have something we don't often do on this show. I would love Wait, to- Wait, are you going to talk about KitchenAid mixers? Because I, I had that thought. Like a standing mixer? Is that what you mean? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we have yeah. an industrial grade mixer that, uh, let's see, we got that thing in like 2011. Like industrial grade. Strong. Do you mean like like a Hobart industrial no, grade no, 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 mixer? No, 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 I mean it's it's the KitchenAid brand. No, I just mean industrial in that it's eh, like maybe 5% larger than the regular one. But no, it's not what we're talking about. It's not what we're talking about. We're mixing it up because Chris, I've got good news for you. I've got good news for us. We have some listener mail. Oh, okay. I can get into that. Let's do it. And this listener mail comes from Kara in Charleston, who listened to our Onion episode and reached out to us. And she's like, yo, I've got some things I want to say about onions because I feel like I've been lied to my whole life by my own own mother. And so can you can you help me out? Kara wanted to talk to us about the old wives tale that her mom always told her that if she were to cut an onion in half and put it in a room, then it would keep her from getting sick. Oh, have you heard this? Is this a thing? I don't know if I have. That sounds like totally bogus to me. <laughs> That's not a thing. Now, apparently it was a thing. It was a thing for a really long time. Sure, sure. People did that because they're idiots. Well, I, okay, but I that should doesn't actually work. take a step back. Uh, it doesn't keep you from getting sick, but rather if you are already sick, cutting an onion and slicing it or and putting a slice of it on your nightstand at night is going to help you get better quicker. And turns out, Chris, the onion does have some healing properties, right? We talked about this. It's full of antioxidants. Okay. Okay. But that's if you eat it. That's not if you exist near it. So the idea behind this old wives tale, thank you, Kara, for bringing this to our attention. You breathe in the onion magic healing juice. Is that during the bubonic plague era. Okay. Right. Long time ago. What was that? Was that the Iron Age? What would that have been? Well, yeah, I've seen I've seen some squirrels with bubonic plague lately. Oh yeah, I hear it's up. coming back. Yeah, there was an article that I actually read recently about how someone stole some bubonic plague from a lab. Did you hear about this? No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, it's just like a big prank, and then they returned it. <laughs> like, here you okay, go. I've just seen random animals, like n- not like personally, but in the news, random animals you know showing up with the plague. Because that'd be fun. I feel like I feel like the news has gotten kind of boring. I mean, I mean we're kind of over the whole like Ukraine thing. Not really. 
That's that's okay. That's another conversation. Okay. But I mean, we need something else. We need another like great pestilence. So according so let's to bring back the plague. Let's bring it back. And according to the National Onion Association, that you know, during the bubonic <laughs> plague, people <laughs> hold on. <laughs> the National Onion Association. Oh, it's real. It's a thing. The TNOA. <laughs> That's right. Okay, uh, what, so, what does the TNOA have to say about the onion and the plague, Phil? According to Noah, do you see what I did there? People would people would slice onions and put them on their nightstands because everybody thought during the 1500s and that that age, that era, that all sicknesses were airborne, which of course they are not. Right? A foodborne illness. Thank God you can't get sick from someone sneezing on you. No, it's a, it's a, it lives on the surface, and so do so many other types of diseases, bacteria, viruses, chlamydia, <laughs> and uh, it, um, yeah. So this, 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 this became popular, kind of commonplace that the onion, since it contains antioxidants, keeps you from getting sick. It will actually kill the airborne chlamydia that's in the air. And it turns out, Chris, this actually was commonplace for not just the 1500s but made it all the way into 1918 with the spanish flu people did it forever and um apparently kara's mom thinks that uh, it still works but guess what chris kara's mom is wrong it of course does not Aww. keep you from getting chlamydia well that's kind of sad although i bet if you just ate a bunch of onions you probably wouldn't get chlamydia yeah or in a roundabout way it probably does protect you all that to say chris i thought maybe we could talk about some of these wives tales old wives tales as they relate to food okay. and in the kitchen i thought that could be kind of a fun episode we I need could, some lightheartedness don't you think right yes phil i i i am 100 percent with you i have a few i'm going to ask if um you think they're true or if they're false. And then I thought maybe all we of them could are dialogue false. why all of them are false. No, actually, some of these are true. Some of these are actually pretty interesting. Okay, number one, eating a tomato will help prevent sunburn. So you go to the beach, it's a nice, uh, lovely, sunny day. No, Don't no. forget your sunscreen. Okay. No, is, don't forget your tomato. Is is there like a, is, uh, what is the idea behind this that like, if you eat something red, you're not going to get red? Is, is there like a time, like limit to... Or uh, like a prescribed time that you should eat a tomato ahead of your sun exposure. I'm thinking that like forever, because how long it takes your body to metabolize, that's probably your time. Do people actually really know that? Uh, maybe not. How long does it really taste you, take you to digest a tomato, Phil? Mm, I see. I feel like now we're, we're getting off trail here. Mm. Okay. Well, uh, my answer is no. Okay. So the, Wrong. So the idea comes from lycopene. Right, which is an antioxidant uh, in a tomato, which, by the way, random. Did you know that a cooked tomato has more lycopene than a raw tomato? I'm not sure how that works. Okay, so but is this, well, which one's better for your sunscreen replacement? Is it lycopene. Cooked. Lycopene is really, really good for you. So, But but were they eating cooked tomatoes or raw tomatoes? <laughs> this is probably it. Yeah, they were probably just eating raw tomatoes, and that's why they debunked it. Maybe if they cooked tomatoes, this might actually hold some water. But this one, of course, is false. Uh, the lycopene, which does help protect your cells from sun damage uh, and premature aging, right? We don't want those wrinkles. You'd have to, like, pretty much just avoid the sun altogether. The lycopene's not going to help. That That is how you avoid uh, sunburns. That's right. Yeah. So the best way to not get a sunburn is to put on the sunscreen or just go to Colorado. Pretty sure that doesn't work, but okay. Okay, how about this one? 
oats help soothe a bug bite. Okay, I could... Uh, hmm. How how are you dealing with the oats in this? Are you eating oatmeal or are you applying it topically? So no, you're just um you're just applying it topically. Yeah, like rub okay, down so on I could, some oats. And yeah, see what happens. I could I could maybe maybe see some validity in this. Just okay. Did you ever get checkbox fill? No, I actually never had them. All my siblings got okay. them, and I never got them. I'm pretty sure like an oatmeal bath is a chicken pox, you know remedy salve type thing. So I'm going to go with like this. This is plausible in my mind. Well done, Chris. This one uh, has to do with something called phenols, which is an antioxidant found in oats that helps calm irritation, lower inflammation and relieve itching. So yes, the old wise tale is true. If you have a bug bite, just rub down with some oatmeal and you're probably going to feel better. Okay, what if you just took straight oats? Like scratched your body with oats? <laughs> yes. I think that could probably work. You might then cause some uh, irritation and, and you know for other obvious reasons. What if you did it ahead of the bug bites? Like what if it's just part of your morning routine? You wear an oat shirt. That's probably a thing. You know that's probably. a thing. That's like a vegan thing. And we have those available on our uh, website, right? That's right. Dadskitchenco.com. Get it while it's hot. All right. You mentioned the chicken pox. Here's one for you. Chicken soup will cure your cold. Okay. So how, how are we talking about cure here, Phil? Does it like instantly make it go away or does it maybe kind of like help you get better because you're drinking the broth you're you're ingesting something that's nutritious yeah i mean i think it's like if you eat this chicken soup in about a week you're gonna feel better okay so how long would it take if you didn't eat the chicken soup phil see that's this this is where the rub is this is this is the oatmeal rub yeah the truth is uh there is actually no cure for the common ailment of a cold it's just something that has to pass through your body you got to get rid of it you know uh inflammation Obviously is something that uh, we don't like when we, especially inflammation in the lungs. And I think just eating a nice hot bowl of soup can actually kind of help mitigate the inflammation just because you feel better. Is it purely psychological? I feel like it probably is, but that's okay. I'm okay with psychological. Okay, well, you can keep your placebo soup, Phil. I think we've talked about my views on that food category. We have, we have indeed. And... um well, you're still wrong. Okay, how about this one? Fish is brain food. Yeah, yeah, yeah I can get behind that. Ever them, heard of omega-3s? Them omega-3 fatty acids, Phil. There you go. EFAs, baby. I was actually going to talk about shrimp earlier. Like in a different omega episode? Omega-3. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, the they're, perfect they're segue, in, we'll do it after this one. Uh, yeah, they're, they're big in omega-3s, and they do not have high mercury content. And so mercury makes us dumb, so it's science. Yeah, this one is actually 100% true. Uh, The omega-3s and the omega-6s stimulate growth in not just our body, but our brain. Now, are we saying you should just like drink fish oil? Probably, yes. I can't actually do that. I'm not sure I'd be able to stomach that. But of course, you can get it in things like shrimp and uh, probably salmon, probably tuna. We had salmon tonight. Oh, did you? We didn't. We had chicken. Oh, okay. That explains some things. <laughs> that explains why your episode earlier was so much better than mine. Uh, okay, so Chris, do you like going to the doctor perchance? Not, 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 not particularly, Phil. Yeah. Well, maybe you should eat more no, apples no. because they say an apple a day keeps the doctor away. I I enjoy apples. I we have a lot of apples. I probably eat probably I would say 
four apples a week, if not more. What's your favorite kind? Uh, Honeycrisp. Oh, that's a good one. What's the what's the over under on the red delicious? Oof, you don't like them? No. See, no. I like a red delicious when it's fresh, but they spoil mm. so quickly when they get mushy. It's yeah. just not good. The 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 risk of mealy apple is way too high with red delicious. Not worth it, Phil. Okay, speaking of apples, Christopher, did you know that we've been eating them wrong our whole lives? No, no, but. She might not like this that I'm that I'm uh, mentioning this. Are you supposed to eat the whole thing? Because my wife eats the whole thing except for the seeds and the stem. But is that is that what you're gonna say? Yeah, we have this idea that there is an apple core, but there is no such thing as the apple core. The core is just the thing that we choose not to eat because it's 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 handheld. You might eat something that you're holding in your hand. But yes, you should absolutely. I'm with Molly on this one. Eat the entire apple. What about the seeds? No, I don't eat the seeds because that's weird. Stem? Okay, no, I don't eat the stem either, but I throw the stem okay, away prior to eating. What about the little, like, prickly things on the bottom of the apple? Yeah, I eat those. Oh, 100%. That's, like, the best like part. the apple butthole. <laughs> if you eat that apple butthole, Chris, you're not going to the doctor. Maybe that's why you've been going to the doctor lately for kidney stones, because you're not eating the apple butthole. It's science, really. There's no disputing it. Okay, then, point for Molly. Okay, speaking of fish, cod liver oil is good for you. Have you heard this? That's a thing, right? I've heard that. I, I can believe that, generically speaking. When we talked about drinking the fish oil, is that good for your brain? Or is that just terrible for your gut? Because I feel like it's a trade-off. Okay, here, here's a question. Is uh, Does it have to do with the supposed things that the cod liver oil remedies? Uh, well, geez, not according to this article. It just is great all around. It's just great. Well, it's got vitamin A and vitamin D. And again, those essential fish oil. uh, What was it? What did the EFA stand for again? Oh, essential fatty acids. Right. We need those for brain health. The truth is, it's super good for you, but you don't have to like actually drink liver oil because that's disgusting. No, you can actually get cod liver oil in so many other things like tuna, salmon, and shrimp. Those aren't cod. I, I I know. I don't understand it. But that's what women tell us. Women that are wives. Okay, this one's my favorite. I've saved it for last because I feel like it's going to be your favorite too because I know how much you love turkey. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Does the turkey yes. make you sleepy or does it yes. not make you sleepy? Yes. Yes. Yes, Phil. Mm, this, this isn't really... Not sure. It? That's true. Our, our tryptophan, Phil. Tryptophan is an amino acid... That increases the brain's chemical serotonin levels. However, they do it. So it it makes you happy. Such. And then you're sleepy because you're happy. Because you're so happy, right. The serotonin obviously is used to create melatonin, which of course is a sleep aid. But it is in such small quantities that this one is actually false. However, that doesn't mean that you're not getting tired at Thanksgiving dinner. But that's because you're eating other things too. I don't don't know if I agree with you on this Tuna and shrimp. Yeah. When was the last time you had tuna and shrimp for Thanksgiving? <laughs> don't, you, don't invite me, please. Listen, I know how you prefer chicken to turkey, and I actually do too. What what if we just what if we just start serving turkey at Thanksgiving? Like what do you think That's would happen? Whatever. I don't think that is what everybody else does, Phil. Everybody serves turkey at Thanksgiving. Oh, you know what I meant. I meant to say chicken. What if we just start serving chicken at Thanksgiving? What if you didn't tell them? You're like, hey, mom, got some turkey. And she's like, wow, this is really good. I've not had turkey this good. And you're like, moist. Because moist it's just turkey I've ever had. 
Like if you gave someone a chicken thigh and you covered it with gravy, like they're going to be counting their blessings. That's all yeah, I'm saying. Yeah. Okay. Sure, 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 sure. But does chicken go with cranberry sauce? I think everybody goes with, everything goes with cranberry sauce. I mean, you're the one that brought up yeast infections. Okay, Dexter. Did Actually, you watch the Hannibal. final one? No. I'm not sure I did either. We should watch that. We should, we should do a watch party. We should. And probably while, yeah, yeah, sure. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I was going to say. Do you have any wives' tales, old faithful wives' tales that you'd like to throw my way? Oh, my my wife has told me so many things, but uh, nothing along these lines. Well, Phil, I kind of I kind of didn't hate that episode. Do you like the rundown episodes? I don't know. Sure, maybe, 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 maybe. Like just an article but, uh, type thing. Obviously, I'm going to link I, the article where I found this. It was a Reader's Digest article. I like that in our show notes. Okay. Yes, you should. And I I kind of love the fact that I was inspired by a little bit of listener mail. Yeah, wasn't that neat? Yes, Phil, that was neat. And if anybody else has any questions, comments, thoughts, or ideas for other episodes that they, you know, other other topics that they would like to hear maybe a little bit more about, people can send those thoughts, comments, ideas to us at Wherefill. Oh, Chris, I thought you'd never ask. They can send us an email at hello at dadskitchenco.com. Or if they're so inclined, Chris, you know, we have a social page or two at dadskitchenco. Any platform, any platform you want, whatever strikes your fancy. You want to TikTok us? TikTok us. Actually, we don't have a TikTok. We should get a TikTok. If we got a TikTok, Chris, would you TikTok with us? Only if you were right there next to me, Phil. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to post a video on our Instagram on how you should properly eat an apple. Well, and you can keep your herpes breath away from me while you're doing that. Oh.